Welcome to the Exceptionally You podcast, your go-to resource for all things spirituality, mindset, manifestation, and more. I'm your host, Maya Loreen. A year ago, I dropped out of college to chase my dreams of travel, started my own business, and decided to move across the world. I burned the rule book, became the creator of my own reality, and followed my dreams. And now I'm empowering other women to do the same. If you're a driven, spiritual babe who knows she's meant for amazing things and wants more for her life, this podcast is for you. Every week, I'll be giving you the tools, tips, and tricks you need to manifest your desires, up-level your life, achieve your dreams, and become the best, bougiest, most magnetic, next-level, and exceptional version of you possible. Are you ready, babe? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, beautiful humans. Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptionally You podcast. I am so excited to be here talking to you guys today. I have some really juicy stuff that I want to get into. So if you're a new listener to the podcast, welcome. It's so nice to meet you. My name is Maya. And if you're a returning listener, um, it's only the second episode. So if you're listening again, um, hi, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in again. It makes my heart so happy. You guys have no idea. So, I it's a Friday right now and this episode isn't even going to go live till Monday, but I was just like feeling really like amped up and just like ready to start recording. I had a client meeting today that went super well and I was just like super energized after that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and record the pod today. So, I have a lot of energy and a lot of stuff I want to share with you guys, so let's just jump right into the topic of today's podcast, which is trusting the process and holding the faith no matter what. So this is something that is difficult for even me, honestly, and the reason I want to talk to you guys about this is because it's something... I am struggling with in my life right now and like I know I feel this way a lot and I'm sure other people feel this way too when you look at you know podcast hosts or coaches or Instagram influencers or whoever it is you're following it can seem like they have all of their shit together and they're just doing so well and like nothing is wrong in their lives their lives are perfect but it's just not true, you guys. Social, mad- social media, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying before. Social media can be so deceiving. It is so easy to create a facade of this perfect, idyllic life. But um, honestly, I promise you that's probably not what is actually going on deeper down. Maybe on the surface, their life looks really perfect, but I promise you they are probably struggling with some deeper stuff. So that being said, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that is um, pretty personal for me actually and um, I actually was attacked by a dog not too long ago, a little over two weeks ago now and it was honestly like a really traumatic experience for me. It's been hard for me to even talk about it up till now, but I wanted to share it with you guys because it really goes along with the topic of what I want to talk to you guys about today. So 
anyway, I was kind of, before this happened, I was really in this place in my life where everything was kind of going good and, you know, things were starting to work out in my life and things were looking up and everything was kind of just like going my way, I guess you could say. And then all of a sudden this accident happens that, you know, no one could have predicted. It was just this crazy like freak thing that happened and it just like shattered my world for a bit. And I just remember thinking after this happened, like I had this victim mentality. I was like, why me? Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. Everything was going so good and now this happens. And I was really just playing into that victim mentality of like, why me? And that's really not something that I, that's not an attitude that I have a lot because my motto is everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. I think there is, I know actually, that there is a reason for everything that happens in your life. Whether it's good or bad, there is a reason for it. And I just wasn't in that mindset after this accident happened, which is totally understandable. When something traumatic happens to us, it's totally understandable to kind of feel you know, I guess have a little pity party. Um, That sounds kind of like it has a negative connotation, but it's kind of what I was doing. I was having like a little pity party and I was just really playing into that victim mindset. And I was forgetting my golden rule, which is everything happens for a reason. Even like super tragic things or traumatizing things like getting attacked by a dog Everything happens for a reason, you guys. And even if you cannot see the reason right now at this moment in time, I promise you, you will know the reason later on. Like for me, when that accident happened to me, I couldn't see the reason. I was just so focused on all the negatives and all the pain I was experiencing and all of the, you know, mental trauma that I was experiencing I just couldn't see that there was a greater reason that this was happening to me and this is going to sound super cliche but Kelly Clarkson said it best when she said what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and it really is true you guys like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and makes you more resilient it helps you bounce back faster. It gives you more strength and courage and just overcoming adversity like that is just, there's something to be said about it. It does, it makes you stronger and there is a reason for everything. And those are two super cliche things to say, but they are very, very true. And I am a living testament of this, obviously. So yeah, that was just something that kind of brought me down a lot. I had a really hard time bouncing back from it. I was going through this roller coaster of emotions, I guess, from being, you know, super sad about it to feeling kind of okay about it to feeling super angry about it. And just, I was experiencing all of the feelings, you know, and it just took me a while to kind of realize, okay, enough is enough. I need to bounce back from this. I need to get back into my habits and my rituals and my business. I wasn't working, honestly, and that is, you know, 
basically the whole reason that I started this podcast or not the whole reason, but kind of what pushed me to take the leap and start this podcast was that feeling of like, I need to do something now to progress my life forward because it kind of felt for a while like my life had been at a standstill and everything happens for a reason and we just have to trust that and trust the process of our lives and of our manifestations is kind of where I'm going with this. So a big thing that I am manifesting in my life right now is my move to Bali and I have been facing a lot of obstacles along the way of really making my move to Bali happen and they're like, you know, things that are totally out of my control. So I'll go into it a little bit more later in the episode, but what you need to realize is that sometimes everything has to fall apart before it can come together. And that might sound kind of confusing, like, why would things need to fall apart before they can come together? Like, that makes no sense. But it does when you think about it, because the universe is going to try and test you to see if your manifestations are something that you really, really, truly, truly want. So, the way it was explained to me, and I thought this analogy was so spot on, and I can't take credit for it. I did not come up with this analogy. It was actually, I heard it in the Empower Her podcast with Keisha Fitzgerald. So, the analogy is that life is kind of like Mario Kart. Bear with me here. A lot of you probably have heard of Mario Kart or have played it. It's a really fun game, but basically the whole goal of Mario Kart is to finish the race. You have three laps to finish the race, and obviously you want to try and finish in first. Like most people, their goal is to win, to come in first place, but along the way, you are going to get hit with so many obstacles. So when you're playing, you get these power-ups. So you get like shells and speed boosts and a bullet that just takes you super far down the track. I'm assuming that like most of you that are listening know what I'm talking about. But if you don't and you're super confused right now, I'm so sorry. But anyway, you get these power-ups that kind of help you win the race. But you're also getting hit by other people with their power-ups. So you can get hit with shells. People are running into you and it's just you can fall off the track and it's just kind of chaotic, honestly. But like that is life. Like that is a perfect analogy for life. So you are going through life and you're getting hit with these obstacles and things are kind of like good one second really, really good and you're in first place and everything looks great and then all of a sudden you get hit with a shell and like six people pass you and you're in 11th place or whatever. Those numbers didn't add up but you get what I'm trying to say. So I just feel like that's such a perfect analogy because in Mario Kart, when you get hit with those shells and something knocks you off the track and you go get bumped into 11th place or whatever, you don't just stop 
the race and just give up. You don't just stop driving. You keep going and you keep driving and you work your way back up to first place. You do whatever it takes to get you back up to first place because that's just the way the game works. You're not just going to stop mid-game because you got hit with a shell. No, you're going to keep going and that is the same way that life should work. When something gets in your way, some obstacle or Um, It feels like everything is falling apart and you're, you know, in last place in life and everything just looks really grim. You don't just give up and say, oh, poor me, my life sucks and just accept it. You get back in the game. You like get yourself back to that first place mentality. Does that make any sense? I really hope you guys are resonating with this because when I heard it, it really, really resonated with me. Hopefully, I am explaining it well to you guys. But anyway, like, it goes back to what I was saying about my dog attack accident. Like, when that happened, I wanted to just give up and I wanted to be, like, so upset and just really play into that victimhood mentality. But then I realized, no, like, I have to keep going. I have to keep pushing forward to make shit happen for myself like I'm not just gonna give up now when I'm so close to realizing my goals and my dreams and oh my gosh this is like a hot mess you guys I had like so many notes of like everything I wanted to say and I was like okay I'm gonna talk about this 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 and this and I just keep like losing my train of thought so anyway what I was saying is sometimes everything has to fall apart before it can come together, before things can get really, really good. I've heard stories in books or in podcasts or in documentaries or whatever. Uh, One really good example that I heard was from the book You Are a Badass, which if you haven't read that book, go do it. It will change your freaking life. But um, she was talking about how People, when they're like on the verge of a breakthrough or on the verge of greatness, they're like literally on the precipice of like something truly, truly amazing, 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 something truly amazing happening in their life and their house burns down or they get hit by a bus or whatever it is. Like those are some really dramatic and like intense examples but you get what I'm saying like have you ever been so close to something good happening and then all of a sudden a family member dies or I don't know something that feels like the end of the world happens to you and your heart is breaking and you just feel like giving up but you don't and you keep going and then something amazing happens because of it like I'm sure if you really dig deep inside of yourself, you can think of an example of a time that that has happened to you. So bottom line, sometimes everything needs to fall apart before something truly amazing and good can happen in your life. That's kind of my mindset now that I've been looking at this accident as is this is the moment in my life before something truly, truly amazing happens. And you know, maybe it's my move to Bali. I'm supposed to move at the end of May and maybe that's it. Maybe this accident happened and then right after it happens, something hap- something allows me to just be able to move to Bali easily in May. I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out yet, but I will keep you guys updated because 
I truly feel like that is the case. And like I said, everything happens for a reason. So there has to, there just has to be a reason that this accident needed to occur in my life for something amazing to come out of it, you know? So basically, moral of the story is if you truly want something, if you truly desire something, you have to hold unwavering faith in that desire and that manifestation because the universe is going to test you to see if you really really want it and it's just like the Mario Kart analogy you are going to be tested the whole time you're trying to win that race but if you are committed and determined to get first place you are going to make it happen like no matter what so You just need to decide and then not let anything stop you, no matter how big, no matter how tragic or traumatizing it is. Don't let anything stop you. If you are truly committed to your desire, to having that thing that you want, and you've decided, this is what I want, and I'm going to get it, I'm going to make it happen, then don't let anything anything stop you and a really good example I have about this is the time I studied abroad in Rome so like I said in my last podcast episode when I was a sophomore in college I was studying abroad in Rome my second semester this was actually about a year ago today that this was happening I've still been seeing memories on like my Facebook and Instagram and stuff about it so it was pretty much exactly a year ago I was studying abroad in Rome and there were so many obstacles trying to keep me from studying abroad in Rome so studying abroad was something that I knew I wanted to do from such a young age like literally as long as I can remember I wanted to study abroad and I just I had this urge to travel and I you know had seen in movies like a Lizzie McGuire movie to name a super cliche example, people going and studying abroad in these amazing exotic locations and I was like, I want to be one of those people. So I knew going into college before I even enrolled, I told my advisor, I want to study abroad during my four years of college. How can I make that happen? And I was going into the nursing program and it is actually super difficult for nursing majors to study abroad because our whole four-year curriculum is basically laid out for us and there's not a lot of wiggle room. So what happened was he was like, it's possible for nursing majors to study abroad. It's difficult, but it's possible. So you just need to tell your advisor going into college, I'm going to study abroad during my college experience or whatever. So that's what I did. I told them first day freshman year, I was like, I'm going to study abroad. So let's make that happen. And my advisors were like really good at working with me on it. They were like, okay, this is how we can shift your schedule to make that happen. And I had to take summer classes. And the summer class that I had to take, I had to take it, literally, they didn't offer it at any of the community colleges that were, like, close to me. I literally live 15 minutes from a community college, and they didn't have it at that one. They didn't have it at the next closest one. So, I had to take it at a community college that was about 45 minutes away. 
and our car had just like broke like we had just lost our car so my four-person family was now down to one car and everybody had jobs everybody had stuff that they needed to do so it was honestly really difficult to figure out a way that we could all get to where we needed to be and I could still take this class but we did it and another thing with that is that I didn't even have the money to pay for this online or not online this summer class so I didn't know how I was going to pay for this class I didn't know how I was going to get to it but I was like okay this is the only place that I can take the class. This is the only time that I have to take this class if I want to study abroad, so I'm doing it. And basically, everything just ended up working itself out. We found a way to pay for it. We found a way for me to get to and from class three days a week. I had to drive 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back, three days a week, and we made it work. So that was one problem solved, one obstacle that we had kind of figured out a way around. Another problem that we had, or that I had, I should say, I did this all by myself too. My parents were not helping me with paying for studying abroad. They weren't helping me with any of it. I did it all on my own. So then we finally made it so that my schedule would allow for me to study abroad. And I didn't realize... (laughs) I don't know why I didn't realize this, but I didn't realize how difficult the process of getting a visa was to go to Italy. I didn't even honestly know that you needed to get a visa to go study in a foreign country. (laughs) I just like, I thought you needed a passport. Like that's all I thought you needed. So I went to the orientation of the study abroad program that I was doing And they were like, yeah, so you need a visa and basically it's like booked out like six months in advance. So you should have had your appointment scheduled like four months ago. And I was like, wait, what? Like nobody told me this. Nobody informed me of this. How did I not know this? Like I was sitting there thinking I'm screwed. Like I can't get a visa. How am I supposed to study abroad? And so I talked to the lady after and she was like, yeah, like we can totally make it happen. You can just go on the website and like keep refreshing the page and like there could be a cancellation so you could get an appointment that way or we will literally apply for the visa for you if you just give us all your documents and pay this like fee. And also in order to get a visa to study abroad in Italy, I needed a proof of my flight so I needed like the flight itinerary to Italy and I'm sitting there thinking I have like maybe $20 in my bank account right now and I need to get this visa stuff to them in like three days or something like that it was some super crazy short amount of time and I like went back to my dorm room and I started bawling to my roommate and I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna figure this out like I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go anymore. Like, this is so crazy. Like, I've worked my whole life for this and now it's not even going to happen. And I was so close, just like freaking out. And my roommate looked at me and she was like, listen, you need to calm down and make a plan. You can do this. You can figure this out. It's all going to be okay. So that's what I did. I 
took it one step at a time so the first thing I did was try and figure out how I was gonna get a flight to Italy with like no money in my bank account and I actually found the program that did my study abroad they actually offer like they'll book flights for you and you can pay for it on a payment plan so I only had to put a small amount down for the flight to actually have it booked and then I could pay them at a later date. So that was a relief because I could actually afford to get the flight now and I would have my flight itinerary to send to the visa people. And so that was just like a super huge stress taken off my back because I did not know how I was going to pay for that flight. It was like a six, seven hundred dollar, honestly, maybe eight hundred dollar flight. And I had like hundred dollars in my bank account <laughs> and anyway so that was taken care of and then I got all of the visa documents taken care of and then my parents offered to pay the visa like processing fee for me and everything literally just worked itself out long story short I literally was stressing about it for no reason and that is literally just proof of my point that if you want something bad enough, if you decide you are going to do something or you are going to have something, like when I, before I was even in college, I decided that I was going to study abroad. It wasn't a question. It wasn't like, oh, maybe I'll study abroad in college. It was, I am going to study abroad in college. That's how firm I was in my decision that it was going to happen. And because of that, because I was so firm in that desire and in that belief, I did not let anything stop me from that happening. Nothing. So basically what I'm trying to say is all of those obstacles and everything that was like standing in the way of or preventing me from being able to go to Italy and study abroad was just the universe's way of testing me to see is she really serious about this? Like, does she really truly want this? And I did. So I wasn't going to let anything keep me from doing that. And the universe responded to that by saying, okay, she's serious about this. So here you go. We're going to make it happen. And like I said, everything just kind of worked out. All of the problems I had, like, I didn't even know how I was going to pay to be able to study abroad. I had been working part-time, but I didn't really have any money in my savings, and I had no idea how I was going to pay for it, but that got taken care of too. My financial aid literally covered everything, and I was sent home early from studying abroad, unfortunately, but I had like $1,000 left over, so I was completely covered, and that was literally the universe just rewarding me for being so firm and holding the faith in my manifestation and just knowing that it would happen no matter what, no matter the obstacles that came my way. And this was before I even was really that into manifestation or spirituality. And so I didn't really know at the time that I was manifesting it or that I was being tested by the universe. But now that I look back on it after, you know, experiencing the spiritual awakening that I'm having right now, I'm like, that is just so crazy. The way the universe was just conspiring completely in my favor, just completely in my favor, because it could have easily like if I had been at any point like, you know what, whatever, I give up. It could have just never happened. And like, I think about that and I'm like, that is so 
crazy to think that it could have just not happened if I had just been a little less firm in my faith of that manifestation becoming a reality. So going back to my decision to move to Bali, I decided a while ago, or not decided, I shouldn't say decided because I didn't decide. I realized that I wanted to move to Bali a while ago. It was like basically immediately after I came home from Italy in March of 2020. And even though I knew that I wanted to move to Bali, I hadn't decided yet. Like I said, I wasn't committed fully to the decision of moving to Bali. But like I said, after I made the decision to drop out of college, I knew that I wanted to travel. I didn't know how or where, but I just knew that that was what I wanted to spend my 20s doing. And I don't exactly remember how or when I came to the full decision of committing to move to Bali, but inevitably I did. I decided, okay, I'm going to move to Bali for at least six months to a year and I'm going to, you know, learn how to surf and climb mountains and um, travel to Thailand and Malaysia and just experience everything that that part of the world has to offer and then I'll figure out where I want to go next after that and it's been very similar to the whole studying abroad situation in the fact that ever since I decided and committed to moving to Bali There have been a lot of obstacles standing in my way. I had the hardest time finding a job um, once COVID started. I honestly, I don't even remember how long I was unemployed after coming back from Italy, but it was a while. And then I had a super hard time finding a job. I finally found a nannying job that I absolutely loved. Oh my gosh, it was the best job in the world. Um, And... I got fired and that hurt. They didn't actually fire me. They had to let me go because they started sending him to a daycare. I don't want to say fired because that sounds like I did something wrong. They just let me go because something else came along that worked better for them, which I totally understand, but it hurt. Like I remember driving home on my last day after saying goodbye to this little boy and just sobbing in the car and calling my mom so upset because I had just been so in love with this little boy I was nannying and it was just the best job and I didn't understand why it was happening but my mom reminded me of what I already knew which is like everything happens for a reason you just have to trust that you are not meant to have this job and that something better is going to come along so I knew that was true and that's what I kept on believing. But then I had even more difficulty finding a job after that one. And I had this savings goal that I wanted to make before moving to it or not Italy. <laughs> I got Italy on the brain before moving to Bali. And that just felt like it was coming up so fast. And not to mention that, but then the borders in Bali closed. So someone I knew 
was traveling to Bali and she was like, yeah, they literally closed the borders right after I got in, like the UK borders. So now it's like nobody can even enter Bali or Indonesia that isn't already a resident of that country. So now I'm waiting for the borders to open back up and just praying that they'll open up in time. May 21st is the date that I'm supposed to move there. And uh, there's just a lot of things kind of stopping me, not stopping me, but preventing me from making Bali happen, if that makes sense. Which, you know, I know that it's going to happen because like I said, I decided, I committed to moving to Bali. And whether it happens on May 21st or not, it is happening. And I am not going to let anything stand in the way of that. Not money, not you know, the borders being closed. Obviously, I have to wait till they open up to be able to go. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to let anything stop me because I know that even if I move to Bali and have like $10 in my bank account, I just know that the money situation is going to work itself out because I decided that it would. I decided that I would make Bali happen and the universe is going to see that and see that commitment and see me following through on my promises to myself and be like, She's serious about this, so we got to make it happen somehow. So that is basically my spiel on trusting the process, trusting the universe, and just holding unwavering faith in your desires and in your manifestations because everything happens for a reason. And when you are truly committed to something, when you've truly decided that you are going to make something happen or that you are going to have something or do something, the universe will see that commitment and it will reward you for it. It's going to test you along the way and it might bring some things towards you that you weren't expecting, that you weren't prepared for and that may shatter your world for a little bit like my dog incident. But In the end, everything is going to work out exactly the way it's supposed to. And you just have to trust that and trust the process of your life and know that everything is going to work out exactly the way it is supposed to because the universe is not going to give you anything that you can't handle. The universe is not going to give you anything that you can't handle. Like in the instance of my dog attack, yes, it was traumatic and it was a horrible experience but I could handle it I was strong enough to be able to handle that accident and I am strong enough to overcome it and overcome that trauma and I am stronger now because of it you know so I hope that this resonated with you I hope that you found some inspiration or some lesson in what I had to say and that is everything for today, but I want to give you guys some homework. So I want you guys this week to think about a time in your life where everything was kind of going your way and everything was working out for you. And then all of a sudden something happened. You were met with some sort of obstacle or tragic event or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be as you know, intense or dramatic as, you know, a dog attack or getting hit by a bus like I mentioned earlier, but just something like think of my Italy example, some time in your life where you wanted something so badly, but it just seemed like everything was conspiring to not let that happen, but you kept strong in your decision and it worked out. Just Think about it if you want to. Journal on it. That's what I love to do. And uh, 
I promise you that if you reflect on this and you find a time in your life where this happened, you'll realize like, wow, the universe really is conspiring in my favor because I bet you that even though it felt like everything was falling apart, it all worked out in the end. So just remember that sometimes everything has to fall apart before it can come together. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. Don't forget, if you loved this episode, please leave a rate and review. It would mean so much to me. Screenshot this episode and share it on your stories because it costs zero dollars to just support someone. And I just would love to get the word out on this podcast because the goal of this podcast is to help people. And if I can just impact one person's life in some way, that will make my heart feel so happy and full and warm. So share this podcast with your friends, leave a rate and review, save this episode so you can come back to it later. And don't forget to subscribe as well and stay tuned for new episodes every Monday. So I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Before I end this episode, I wanted to tell you guys really quick about this new project I've been working on. I am so excited for this, you guys. I have been wanting to get into the mindset and manifestation and spirituality mentorship or coaching or whatever you want to call it for so long now and I am finally doing it. So this Friday, I am launching my first ever program. It's a mini course and it is all about reprogramming your mindset and letting go of your limiting beliefs. And so we're going to cover what limiting beliefs are and how to reprogram them with new positive expansive beliefs. So I'm super, super excited about this. It is Friday, March 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the course is on pre-sale right now. So it is half price today and tomorrow only. So the pre-sale ends tomorrow at midnight. So make sure you guys hop on this deal as soon as possible because starting Wednesday at 12.01 Eastern Standard Time, it is going to double in price. So make sure you guys hop on this. It is going to be so fun and we're going to learn so much. And yeah, I'm just really excited about it. And if you're listening to this episode after March 12th, don't worry, you can still hop in, you can still pay for the course, and you can just watch the replay of it. So don't worry if you're listening to this after the live training, you can still get the replay. So yeah, if you would like to sign up for the Reprogramming Your Mindset 101 Lose Your Limiting Beliefs mini course, it is only $44 right now on pre-sale. So the link to sign up will be in the show notes and I will see you guys there.